Hi, this is Lovey Bear, and my name is Johannes Rompanen. This is a podcast where I sit down with people and talk about love. We're now halfway on my New York series. This is the fifth episode. Here I sit down with Michelle Rosen, called Mish. One could say her hobby is to do random acts of kindness. This sounds lovely. So of course I want to sit down with her and hear more. Here's our talk. Yeah, where should we start? Where should we start? Let's start at the beginning. Yeah, the beginning is always <laughs> a good place to start. We'll just we'll just jump in and see where it takes us. Takes us. I don't have. There's no real kind of structure for for the talks. Mm-hmm. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was attracted to the topic because the last five years of my life, well, first of all, what is love? And then I thought, well, there's all different kinds of love and at different stages of your life, you're experiencing different love. You know, like uh, in my 20s, it was like falling in love and passionate love and things like that. And then there's um, love for animals. I, I tend to a small um, feral cat community in my backyard. And the love, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a very easy, I cry easily, so I might get tears. The, what they, they teach, they are teachers, because they have no con- seeming concern. I mean, they live day to day. Some of these cats have been here for over 10 years. They survive every kind of brutal weather, blizzards, uh, Hurricane Sandy. And yet they're, I, I go out there and they're rolling around on the ground in the sunshine, stretching. Um, Two of them, we call them the Pickle Sisters. I don't know how my husband named them the Pickle Sisters. They're two, they're two black cats that we think must have come from the same litter because they run up to each other, they nuzzle each other, their tails mm. intertwine. This is going on for years. And um, now that they've gotten to know us, two of them let us pet them, which for feral cats is not always that, that easily. Yeah. We'll come home... It's always in the backyard because they feel safe. It's like a safe space back there. We'll come home, and as soon as they hear us, like there's there's between five and eight cats in this group that we feed. There's three or four of them that come running to us, and the love. I mean, it's just uh, that's so that's one kind of love, and then love. Uh, Kindness. To me, kindness is love. Loving kindness. And I've had some beautiful experiences with strangers. You know, strangers who become, well, friends of a sort. Because mm-hmm. I've had open-hearted exchanges with people on the subway. Is it uh, something that you initiate or is it like... Um, Usually I initiate it by sharing with them a peace dove. Yeah. A peace dove is a um 
It's an origami craft that one of my friends makes. She um, puts in a blessing for world peace. So what I usually do is I'll, I'll approach someone and ask them if I could share something with them. And I, I explain that my friend makes these and this is her mission. She sends them all over the world to encourage world peace. And I tell them it's also, um, you know, sharing a blessing with them. And the reception to these is usually quite beautiful. Um, it's an icebreaker because sometimes people want to talk, mm, but they're mm. shy. So that's a way to relate. But I've had converse, I've had 30 minute conversations. Like when I go into the city, it can take me 30 minutes yeah. to get there or home. I, I sat down next to a woman. I think she was from Guatemala. And I handed her a piece of, and we wound up having this amazing 30 minute conversation talking like, well, we we've known each other for a long time, and I find it very easy to share with people. So I think it also people tell me a lot of. Yeah, I was thinking. Would you would you like to read the, oh, sure. the, the blessing? Now, my friend Mindy uh, is also a gifted writer as, as well as a um, gifted craft person, and this is the blessing that. Mindy wrote, and this appears in each piece dove that she sends out all over the world. Um, Paper dove of peace, guide without cease, our journey, our road, in traveling life flowed. Bless us with grace, past uncertain space, with acts being kind, most grateful we find. And she ends it with, May this dove always lead you in the direction of peace, my friend. Blessings, Mindy Journey. And Mindy Journey is a member of Kind Spring, um, which is an online uh, volunteer-run, advertisement-free website where we share um, random acts of kindness to inspire and encourage others. Um, anyone who's interested can just Google kindspring.org and they can um, check out the website. How did you find out about the website? Like well, my husband had shared an email with me. Oh, I think it was the Awaken Weekly. Um, Kindspring is part of Service Space, and Service Space has many portals, kindness portal. Service space basically is an organization that wants to encourage people to go out in the world and share small acts of kindness. Sounds beautiful. And under service space, there are many different groups. Kind Spring is one of them. So he had sent me Awaken Weekly, which is a weekly newsletter that um, service space puts out with inspiring um, stories. Um, and like, I think over 100,000 people that it reaches. And so one of the links on the bottom of the newsletter was, um, at the time, Kind Spring was called Help Others. And a few years after I joined um, service, um, Kind Spring 
became what it was called. It went from Help Others to Kind mm -hmm. Spring. And um, Awaken Weekly, uh, yeah, it's a weekly newsletter from Service Space, and uh, it, it offers weekly inspiration. They're, they're beautiful articles to read, um, and people can comment afterwards. So I, I went to help others, and I um, started reading the posts that people shared there, and uh, it was like a like-minded community of people who wanted to contribute to adding some love and kindness to the world. And it's like 24-7, I mean, if, if you wake up in the middle of the night mm. and you can't sleep, you can go to Kind Spring. And because it's international membership, invariably there's someone who is awake when you happen to be there. And I just was fascinated by um, having a, a positive space without any bad news mm. or negativity. And it's, it's free. There's no advertising. It's all volunteer run. And um, I, I really started getting into going there uh, more and more and more. And <clears throat> uh, then I became a volunteer. And um, it's like it's a labor of love. But the, um, the effect that um, being part of the community had on me was that it changed how I look at things and how I look at people. So it's like coming less from your head and more from your heart. Mm. And how was that transformation for you? Was it like? Well, I found when I was um, meeting people, after being in Kind Spring for a while, I, I didn't have to, in the beginning, I would have to like make a concerted effort to remind myself, but you reach a point where it becomes part of you, because mm. now it's automatic. Um, I'll see you and I'll think, I get excited because mm. I'm like, oh, <laughs> here's, here's someone, another person. How can I share kindness? How can we connect? So that's that's the effect it had on me. And from being inspired by the shares of other people, I've seen folks, um, one fellow uh, from India, he has a mission. He, he takes um, inspirational quotes and he puts, he laminates some of these little cards with some pretty design. And like Mindy hands out, um, Peace does, he hands out mm. cards, these kindness cards. Um, another person, um, well, she may have been doing this before she became a member, but she uh, plays the harp. She's also a healer. She takes her harp into nursing homes and hospices and I call it a sacred sharing because these are people oftentimes at the end of their life. Yeah. And plays the harp for them, um, brings great comfort to their family members if they're in the room with them. Um, another inspired member 
um, also in India. He started a, um, it, they call it the mini school, I think. It's for underprivileged children in India. Um, Where in India? I'm, I'm not sure what part of India, but um, he develops talents that they have, which otherwise they wouldn't have the yeah. opportunity to develop. And in fact, next week, he's being um, honored with uh, <clears throat> an award, some prestigious award in India, award in India okay. for his service. And I think he's one of the, um, it's called the, the mini library. And um, they give the children access to books and crafts. They supply all the books and all the craft works and um, these they, their talents are nurtured, which otherwise wouldn't have been because mm. they live in such dire po poverty there. And so we're pretty proud of him. And uh, another way of putting more love into the world is uh, anonymous acts of kindness. Um, sometimes I will take uh, we have there's a sister cat lover who lives on my block so I'll take some bags of cat food and quietly just leave them on her porch with a smile card and kind spring smile cards say um, you've been tagged and encourages people to pass it on but I've done this so frequently on the block that now I can't be anonymous yeah, yeah, yeah. They, know, <laughs> they know it's me now yeah. but um Oftentimes, uh, people will make up little um, homeless packets for mm. items that they think homeless people might need. Uh, you know, tissues, socks, yeah. uh, something to eat, a granola bar. Mm. And they'll include a smile card in with it. Um, sometimes, um, if they're driving and they see a homeless person, they'll stop and give it to them. Um, other people just leave um, items to be found without people seeing them leave yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Some people put um, flowers on someone's doorstep, like if someone new moves into the neighborhood or if uh, they know someone is going through a hard time, they'll leave flowers on their doorstep with a smile card. It's um, lovely community building efforts. Absolutely, and the um, beautiful thing about kindness is how it um, can be shared, it becomes addictive. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, you know, transformation. It reminds me kind of. Um, I mean, I lived through the '60s. Uh, you mm. know, flower children and the summer of love and. It kind of, um, I like that because that was a beautiful time in many ways. Yeah, how, how did it, what, how did that end? Like how about, uh, I'm not... The summer of love? Yeah, or kind of like, why, why, what happened with the hippie movement? Well, you know, unfortunately at one point the Haight-Ashbury in California was where all the kids seemed to be flocking at the time. And with anything else, there's always going to be, you know a certain element 
that gets in and um it became um at the end it was like a drugged out mm. scene and but at its height it was just people come over there were a lot of protests people were speaking out about what they didn't like that they were seeing yeah. um anti-war movements um people marching in the streets Woodstock was uh my cousin went to Woodstock I uh I think I was 16 or maybe something like that. I wasn't as brave as my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out that it, it was good I didn't go because it turned out there was a lot of rain and a lot of mud and I don't think I would have fared well <laughs> in that. But uh it was just a, it was a very exciting time. But I would like to see more people um being that open with love because we need it so badly now and I like to see more people marching in the streets because there's so much to march about but peacefully yeah yeah peacefully and let's see what else love but do you feel that it's it's is that the kind of is is there a new uprising or i see um more and more people i think as the the times are getting harder now yeah, yeah people i think people are realizing that either we come together or we're, we're not we're going to perish yeah and i think people want to reach out more and love more i i see um in my life i see people being more open with kindness and coming together yeah i feel personally so i feel that there's we're at some kind of breaking point absolutely and and it's kind of really tangible <laughs> yeah it's scary yeah but, but at the same time it's like and sometimes also it's i feel it's it, there's a lot of possibilities and and also like being aware of 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 that change and seeing it and feeling it and then kind of making the active decision that okay I I want to be part of mm-hmm. of that kind of positive change mm-hmm. and 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 even though I don't know necessarily how and why and when like what but still it's it's well bit... you have the intention yeah and the intention sets sets the emotion mm-hmm. sets what you want to happen in motion i i think i agree with what you said that we all realize well i i personally think i'm one of those people that believes in uh everything that's happening now was supposed to happen mm-hmm. yes um to bring us to this point and i do believe that much better is on the other side of all mm-hmm. this but to get there this is what we have to go through but i also think it's bringing people together because community is becoming more important mm. you know so um i also believe that um light love and light are much more mm. powerful than fear and darkness and i know that um I just have a good feeling about what's coming. It's just getting through <laughs> this interim period. 
But um, if you hold kindness in your in your heart, loving kindness in your heart and your mind, you're putting that energy out there. And we all share energy. People feel. I mean, I I have a sign. I don't know if you noticed it when you first walk into our house. It says. Please be responsible for the energy you bring in here. I oh, know I didn't see. Okay, yeah. so what? What focusing on kindness also is very good for your self growth because if I get in a cranky mood for whatever reasons, and I'll it stops me because I'll think I'm not the only one feeling this energy. I'm going to put this out there, and people around me are going to feel it, and. Um, it's also been very good for my husband because and if I get, uh, it motivates me not to um, get, I call it, uh, I, I can be a curmudgeon sometimes. What's that? A curmudgeon is like um, uh, a little grumpy. Mm, yes. Uh, or I'll, I could, uh, I have a lot of fire in me. I'm not. Mm. I don't know if you're into astrology or not, but I'm a I'm a double fire sign with air opposite fire. So the air blows the fire around. So I could be like very quick to, but then I also come down and, and if I do get a little snarky, I do apologize. But having a kindness focus helps me to transmute it into positive. I'll say, no, I don't want to, I don't want to put out this kind of energy. Mm. So if you can become less self-concerned and more concerned with how you're affecting other people, and, you know, that motivates you to be a kinder person too. So these are all changes that um, I noticed from getting involved in Kind Spring and and loving kindness um and it is i mean all this is it, it's like a daily practice it's not like it becomes a, part of your life yeah it becomes automatic that you know one day you just realize hey this is me now mm. i don't even have to think about this or or say oh i have to remember to be kind no 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 this because it's like i i just think it rewires your brain um some people, you know, really do believe scientifically that it does. Yeah. And it's um, if you if you practice loving kindness enough, you'll see the change in yourself. Kinder people become kinder. Um, people who possibly needed to up their kindness that you know that happens too. But um, I've had some beautiful experiences. Um, People come to our door. I spend a lot of time at home. And when I go, every time I answer the door, I always keep peace stubs by the door. Mm. So whoever comes here, uh, whether they're visiting or delivering or selling something, gets a peace stub. So I had two beautiful experiences. Um, one was a fellow going door to door trying to sell windows and you know door-to-door -door selling is a is a hard way to make a living because some of sometimes they get doors slammed in their face yeah. they're handing the microphone oh sorry yeah. <laughs> is 
Is that good? Yeah. They're, they're out in all kinds of weather. So this was a young fellow who, I think he was like, um, he either he just graduated college. Okay, or, so he was young. Yeah, maybe he was 20, 21. Yeah. And I kind of sensed that he was beleaguered. <laughs> so I uh, chatted him up and... I offered him something to drink, and uh, at the end, I, I gave him a piece of, and I'm, I'm a big hugger. I like to mm. hug people. So before I even had the chance to ask him, I always ask if I could share a hug, because some people might be shy about mm. hugging. So before I even had the chance to ask him if I could hug him, he said to me, can I give you a hug? <laughs> and, you know, I, I just felt so maternal towards yeah, yeah, him. Like, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to put my arms around him and comfort him. And he said, uh, I so needed to to have this talk today. And, you know, of course, I got tears in my eyes. And it was so sweet. And then another day, we had a big, um, I love trees. So we had this big um Norwegian maple. We have a Japanese maple on the front lawn. We also name our trees. Really? Yes. So Bertha is the Japanese maple on the front. And Bernard was the, I think it was a Norwegian maple. Big, beautiful tree. It was here when I moved in here 40 years ago. Okay. And it grew over the years. It was an old tree and eventually big branches were crashing down. Mm. And I was very concerned that it would just either kill someone or destroy property. So we put it off as long as we could, but we had to have the tree taken down. And this was really hard for my husband and I. And I was like, we were both very upset. And I was kind of crying off and on. And lo and behold, the bell rings and a young fellow... Um, going door to door, proselytizing. He was from some Christian university, yeah. I think. So, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I'm a universalist. Um, I just take from all different world religions, from, mm. take from column A, from column B, whatever resonates for me. So, his belief, like many Christian people, is. You know, there's only one way, and if you yeah. don't accept whoever it is, uh, you know, you're going to go to hell and all this stuff. And I, I very, I, I listened to. I had Jehovah's Witnesses visiting me for a year, a lovely couple, <laughs> and they would come like every Sunday, and they were very bright. And I really, we had very stimulating conversations, and. They eventually gave up on me after a year, but we. <laughs> so, we, but you you met every weekend, like every they, Sunday they would, for, for yeah, a week, most, for a year. Yeah, they would like ring the bell and uh, oh. invite them in. So my yeah. friend said, "Oh, that was your first mistake." Yeah. <laughs> she says, "Cause you're never going to get rid of them." I said, "But I'm really enjoying these conversations." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were very bright. Yeah. Um, uh, they had a really good vibe, and. They shared their viewpoints. I shared my viewpoints. Um, this is what we need to have in the world now, yes, you know. Yes. Uh, listening to other people yeah. without getting reactive or my way or the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we ha I think it was as equally stimulating for them as mm. it was for me. And 
I've had a lot of these conversations, though. I was um, working on the front lawn, and I think they were also Jehovah's Witnesses, but they were more um, militant about mm. it. And I said, look, I said, we have to agree to disagree. Mm. I said, I'm glad you found your path. You know, there's many paths all leading to the same place. Yeah. And, you know, your way is your way, my way is my way. And um, she left telling me, no, I was going to, if I didn't accept, I was going to burn in hell. And I said, well, I stayed kind. Yeah. What's the point of getting reactive, you know? And um, if we can just agree to disagree mm -hmm. and let the other person have their beliefs, you know? But why do wars have to be fought? And why do people have to be killed? Because they don't agree with the beliefs of that particular group of people. Yeah. So I have, oh, then another um, interesting sharing of kindness. We were waiting for the subway to come in. And there was a homeless man sitting on the steps mm. of the subway station. People were just walking around him like he was invisible. He was a little scary because he was very disheveled. Mm. And he wasn't speaking. He was grunting. Mm. So that was a little scary. But we had just come from eating out, and we were taking home a doggy bag. Yeah. And I said to my husband, Let, let's give him the food. So I, I walked over to him, and I motion to him and he like grabbed it and he tore it open and he was like eating it like you know forget about it and grunting the whole time and people but I didn't understand how people could just unless it was fear mm. um, walk around him and act like he was invisible I guess there's something something that often kind of crosses my mind when, when thinking about love is 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 fear kind of as as a kind of as as it's kind of real kind of polarized like like that I think about like what is what is it that stands in the way of an act act of love and find that often often it's fear. Yes. And and so because I was kind of exploring this idea of um, like kind of acting through love and, and, and trying to be mindful about it and and then I kind of I noticed that okay in some occasions fear arises and, and I found it really interesting and then I started to be, become more mindful of that and, and kind of so every time I I had a notion of fear. I took it as a signal that let's go there. I'll I'll find love, <laughs> mm -hmm. like and and that, that's been really. That's good to uh, face to face your fear yeah. and, and not run away from it. And when I'm fearful, I I believe in um, I believe in a universal energy. Like when people mm. say God. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. I think it sounds like we have the same belief system. Okay. <laughs> so I believe there's a love energy mm. out in our universe that's accessible to all of us. And 
when we first got married, we we went to the New York School of Spiritual Science. Okay. What is that? That was parapsychology. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they gave us some interesting tools. I I call it my spiritual toolbox. Mm -hmm. I have I put different learnings into my spiritual toolbox. And one of them was um, a light mantra they gave us of accepting no reversal of negativity, returning it to its source with love, light flows. And I use this if I'm ever in a situation where for whatever reason I feel scared or threatened. Mm. And I gave this to my nephew when he was going off to college. And, you know, when you leave home for the first time, it can be scary. And the first six months, he was afraid. And he he would call me or write to me and he'd say, Aunt Michelle, I can't tell you how many times this has saved me and I've yeah. used it. And I use mantras daily, off mm. and on, all day. And some of them have just come to me. I say they have come to me from the universe. And I've gotten through a lot of uh, life bumps, trials, just by using the mantras. Um, oh, one one amazing thing we were go we were going through a problem with a, a business that at the time we were in. And there was a lawsuit involved, and it was a very frightening time. And I felt overwhelmed. You know, fear is paralyzing. Yeah, it is. So I didn't like how I was feeling, and I didn't feel that um, if it didn't change, I didn't feel I could function. So it was a sunny day, and I went and I sat in the backyard. Mm. I talked to the universe. So I sat there, and this happened... Let's see, I'm 70 now. This happened over 30 years ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday. I sat in the sunshine and I talked to the universe and I said, I can't handle this alone. I need help. And I swear to God, at that moment, from the tips of my toes to the tops of my head, I felt energy zoom right through me someone explained to me that was all your chakras hmm. opening and i don't know what happened really but from that moment on everything changed for me and how i was processing what was going on i felt like i was infused with love that i just felt love towards everybody involved hmm. and the fear was gone and it was like I was so grateful because it was like, you know, people say, um, ask and ye shall receive. Well, I asked and I received. Mm. So I know that this exists yeah, in the yeah. universe. Um, but the same thing happened, you know, the rock opera, Tommy, the Who. Okay, this, the Who was a big rock group. Yeah, in uh, the, the Who, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And they had the rock opera, Tommy. And in one of the scenes, this was when I was like in my 20s. Yeah. Um, we were sitting in the theater, we went to see the movie, and there's a scene where I think it was the blind boy climbing up the mountain, like up to God. And the same thing happened from the tips of my toes to the top of my head. It was like 
an infilling of this beautiful, beautiful energy. And my boyfriend at the time, I didn't say anything to him. He said to me, did you just have a religious experience? <laughs> he did. And I said, I said, I think so. You know, I mean, so there's something out here mm. and it's accessible to all of us. We just have to ask for it and be tuned into it. And so uh, I, that gave me faith. So faith and my mantras have gotten me through scary times. Because, yeah. you know, they say faith, not fear. Because fear, fear steals joy. Mm. Who wants to walk around full of fear? You want to feel your joy, right? I came. Um, you you asked about a bit like before we started talking about like why I didn't remember exactly the question, but like why why I'm doing this and like what yes. is what, what kind of um, and it, it was also kind of like a like an enlightenment experience. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I was. Uh, already as a, as, a, as a small child, I've always been thinking about the meaning of life and and, and throwing a lot of question marks. Uh, but then it was a few years ago, it kind of really kind of struck me like a lightning from from the from the clear sky, like a boom, like love, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it was kind of really like a strong physical experience. Uh, yes. And and and. And 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 I was like I was sometimes uh, unsecure about speaking up up about this, but then you know, kind of people that have had similar experiences, they're like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so you you felt what I felt that yeah. that energy that exists. And then, but it was really articulated, and 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 that kind of that kind of. And that's why I'm doing the podcast at the moment. It's, it's really, it's really a calling uh, mm -hmm. that I want to honor. Well, it's coming from your heart. Mm. And the whole thing with with coming to New York is also like it was just one morning. It also came like boom, like love podcast, New York, and I was like. Uh, please don't, please don't, that's like, it's far away. Going out of your comfort zone, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's far away, it doesn't make any sense, it's going to be complicated. But the thought didn't kind of, it didn't leave me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I want to, I want to honor this, I want to, I want to follow the intuition, I want to be in the flow and... And, and and then I made it happen, and, and now I'm here, and mm -hmm. and it's it's, I think the full meaning probably it's gonna unfold probably oh, like, yeah, like yeah, I, sure. after after I come 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 home, but already like this these two days <laughs> has been really really yeah. really strong, and and and, well, and, and all, all the all the new connections and and the, the layers of meaning, it's it's really yeah, a lot will be revealed yeah. to you. Maybe in drips and drabs, and then eventually the whole picture comes together. Yeah. And I call that when you have those, I call it the, the universe is whispering in your ear, or 
if you believe in uh, guardian angels, your guardian angels is whispering in your ear because they know what your next step should be. And it's just whether you go through, I, like I can be fearful about going out of my comfort zone, mm. but I also know that every time I go out of my comfort zone, there's learning and growth. Yes. So uh, I'm glad you listened to your, <laughs> to your impulse to do this. Is this your first time in New York? Uh, it's my second time. I was mm. here for a, for a seminar three years ago. Mm. And how are you, but this is how quite, are you this finding is, New Yorkers? Um, I mean, of course, the people I meet now, they're like <laughs> really, uh, we're, we're kind of attuned. Right, <laughs> like kindred spirits. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, I don't know, I was born and raised in New York. Okay. And they said, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. I don't know if that's true or not, but... Uh, New Yorkers sometimes have a bad reputation. Yeah. I just, I just find New Yorkers wonderful and and warm and loving. I mean, as with anything else, you're going to find the opposite. But um, but I, I I kind of have this theory of people are people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no matter what your background is, no matter matter where you live, they're still kind of. We're all made of the same clay, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 already like in an early age, I was like, I became aware of of accepting people as they are, and and kind of, and I thought, okay, I'm I'm good with people, so I'll I'll manage anywhere, mm-hmm. and and that was kind of like a a strong strong thing that it's been interesting to explore mm-hmm. kind of explore well, that when you discover and get to know your nature mm. you know what works for you and what doesn't work for you I find um, my nature guides me um, the only time I get in trouble is if I go into the uh, comparing myself to other people yeah and it's then a dangerous route oh it's terrible <laughs> and uh, I've, I've, I've gotten much better at it because then I realized what someone else is doing, I might not have the nature to be able to mm. do. And what I'm doing, they might have not have the nature to do. So comparison is another thief of joy. Mm. And fear is a thief of joy. So these are all the things that I work on trying to avoid. But um, I also think comparison, don't you think it has to do with ego also? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm certainly. like, oh, look what they did. I don't do anything like that, mm-hmm, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then I'm thinking, well, think about the things you do do. Yeah. You know, why is what they're doing in your mind more important than what you're doing? So it's that old ego. But um, I love when you get those um, realizations that lead to learning and growth because mm-hmm. it makes life much easier, you know? And that's also, I mean, also the kind of revelation of of, of the learning and the growth that it's it's never ending. Oh, absolutely! And, and, and it's like I believe that will, if you're lucky, you learn till the day you yeah, die. Because yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't get into the spiritual path until my early twenties. Um, I picked up 
um, autobiography of a yogi yeah, by Paramahansa yeah. Yogananda. That was my. I started it. I haven't. Okay. Got well, it. <laughs> never too late. And that was what started me. Yeah. On my Eastern, get, introduced me to Eastern philosophy and and my spiritual path, and it just built on and on. And I, like you, I've always been. Um, the impression I get from you is that you're a seeker, mm. and I love to learn and I love to grow. And I'm finding I'm growing in leaps and bounds now in my 70s. And I thought, oh, how exciting. Because, yeah, that's beautiful. You know, the best is yet to come as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. I mean, the 20s for me, um, 20s to 30s were big learning uh, book after book. And then I reached a point where it was like enough with the books already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to spend my whole life just, you know, sitting here reading these books mm. and learning and growing. I want to get out there and, and use things I've learned. And and the best way to, I think, to grow is to go out of your comfort zone. Like doing this podcast, uh, initially I got very excited because I saw the word love and I yeah. was really flying and joyful. And then I got like, Oh my God, what if I embarrass myself? <laughs> and why would anybody be interested in what I have to say? I said, oh, there's yeah. that voice. You know, there's two voices no, in no, there. That's, that's... And, and for me, like even to start doing the podcast, I, I kind of struggled, struggled with, with that inner voice like for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then finally, like finding the people around me who, who would support me. and. Mm-hmm. and that's um, why so, we need so, to so, encourage one yeah. another and we need to take leaps. Yeah. Yeah, the, the thing of, of, of leaping is, is that it's a str- the strong kind of mental image of this kind of leaping and, and kind of believing in that that where you leap it, it's gonna it's gonna carry you and mm-hmm. it's, that it's kind of it's safe to leap. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you have to, um, you know, balance in all things. I, I, I don't, I'm not reckless, but if I feel an inner calling and yeah. I feel that something is, is a good thing to do, I have found if I, I mean, people leap with fear. The only difference is they don't let the fear stop them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it's, I just had a, a talk on Thursday in Helsinki before I came on, on Friday where we talked a lot about this I mean she's she's known for being like fearless mm. <laughs> and, and 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 she said like no of course she's she fears a lot uh, but yes. she it doesn't uh, stop her from acting mm-hmm. stop her from doing things and I think there's a lot in that, like like to to be aware of, mm-hmm. and, and to kind of acknowledge. Okay, I'm I'm fearful, um, but what do I what do I do with that feeling? Like, is it something? Mm-hmm. Do I go and explore it and like become friends with the fear? Or Abs- I think absolutely. Or do I like do I stop there and and turn back? And I think. I think yeah. I feel like fear is probably the biggest 
obstacle in people's mm-hmm. lives. But once, I mean, I could be filled with fear. Um, a few years ago, I traveled by myself out to California. And I was going to a retreat, and I was going to spend time with people I'd never met before for a few days. Yeah. And I hadn't flown in like uh, 20 years, and I hadn't been to California in 40 years. And yeah. once I decided that I wasn't going to let fear stop me, yeah. everything was made smooth for mm. me. All the doors opened. That's where I feel the universe comes in. You know, trust in the universe. Um, they say, my husband keeps telling me, he said, Barbara Streisand said that all the years she's been performing, yet before each performance, she has performance anxiety yeah, and throws yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> but if she had exactly. let fear yeah. stop her, you know, look what she would have missed and what we would have missed, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure I see a lessening in my level of fear. Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> but uh, maybe there are fearless people with not a... There, there are people who say, bring it on. And I'm, I'm not at that stage yet. Mm. I can't say bring it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I so admire people who can. Because mm. in my mind, they have either... Well, maybe they do have fear, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, these people have no fear. They're fearless. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think it, it's also a big matter of of, of practice, of, of like spending time in the in the in the kind of boiling flame of, of fear and mm-hmm. getting to know it. Mm-hmm. Going to throw up in the backstage and then like showing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but of course it it takes a lot of determination and, and 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 it's it's hard i mean nobody says it's easy mm-hmm. nobody says it's easy yeah but and, i i think the more you go out of your comfort zone the easier it does mm. get at least that's what i find and knowing that you survived and not only did you survive but you thrived yeah should also help temper temper the fear how do you, I was thinking about, uh, because I've, personally I've been thinking a lot about this easy, <laughs> like like, like I'm trying to embrace the fact that life is hard and like, like and that, that there are, or that there's, there is, there is lightness, but there's also darkness and it's kind of mm-hmm. part of, uh, it's like an integral part of us as humans and kind of and learning to kind of appreciate all the sides of me and all the sides of mm-hmm. life and what kind of what it brings brings us um, because I think it's easy to hmm. yeah we can't be Pollyannas right if you know what I mean there is there is darkness mm, yeah but um, there's a a writer I think it was Isaac Bashevis Singer. He said, life is a tragedy filled with joy. Mm, I loved it. Me too. And out of all the my times of worst fear and darkness have come my biggest growth. Mm. So some say every trial has brought you because you need that fear to grow and evolve. Of course, the those gifts are sometimes quite 
sometimes difficult to to oh. accept. Yes, well, you know, they say if it doesn't if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Yeah. You know, but um, I have found darkness, meaning times of great difficulty, times of life struggle, and falling in love. Mm -hmm. Both, I've gotten my biggest growth from, someone once asked me, at one of the retreats, they asked me, um, you know, how did you become as, as loving as you are? Mm. How did you get to where you're at? And I'd say, aging, pain, and falling in love. Because mm -hmm. uh, as, as you age, if you're lucky, all mm. the learning and the growth makes life easier in many ways. Um, the times of fear uh, brought me the realization that I can get through this and that there's strength to be had. All you have to do is well, you know, your attitude, it's not what happens, it's your attitude. Yes, yes, yes. My, my nephew, who's like, he's like 20 years younger than me. He, he was the one, he was living with us for a while, and he typed up this saying, and I taped it to the cabinet. It said, it's more or less saying, it's, it's not what happens, it's your attitude towards what happens, how you process it. And what you focus on, because I believe we create our yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah. So write good screenplays. Like mm. if I start going to a dark place yeah. and thinking fear or negative thoughts, I'll say, Michelle, write a good screenplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there's a lot of truth in this. Yeah. And that's also why I'm I'm, I'm like super excited about getting to know Kind Spring. Oh yes. And, and I'm like, okay, uh, I want this to be be a. For me, uh, a crucial part of my life too. <laughs> yeah, please, please do check us out. Yeah. And um, for me, it's just been a, a life-changing, transformative experience. I also would encourage you and others to check out Service Space, mm. ServiceSpace.org, KindSpring.org, because there's so many um, positive. Um, goings on that you can get involved in. They also have something called, have you heard of Karma Kitchen? No, I haven't. Karma Kitchen was started as an experiment in gen generosity. Mm -hmm. And they find space um, that restaurants will let them use, or some people start their own food wagon. And there's a menu with no prices on it. And when the bill comes, it's zero dollars. And basically it's pay what you can afford mm -hmm. and pass it on, pay it forward. So that I think that's pretty cool. Um, they have Is it active here in New York? Um, it's all over the world, but not everywhere. Yeah. I think they have had, because I was checking out the website myself, um, I don't see one now, but I think they have had them in New York. You can start your own, even mm -hmm. if you can find a group of people who want to get involved with you and find yeah. a space that they'll let you use. They might even have one in Finland. I don't know. You can go to the Karma Kitchen website. I'll have too. a look. And then you could start or join um, 
weekly awaken meetings. Yeah, can you tell me you do you do some activities here um, at home? Well, most of my volunteer work is done um, online yeah. with Kind Spring, but I, I have hosted um, Kind Springers from different parts of the world. Is this is there was some this kind of med- meditation meeting? Is it something? No. Um, that's um at the weekly awaken meetings they which are also all over the world yeah. um and then the the service space website will show you where you can join mm. in they start i believe because i've never attended one unfortunately okay. i believe they start with an hour of silent meditation and then afterwards people go around a circle and share meaningful stories yeah, yeah, yeah. and then a communal meal is shared and from what i've read and heard from people involved in this uh, yeah sorry i, I got, I, i'm i'm going to meeting i'm going to meet one on monday oh are you that that organizes this oh yeah, cool yeah. oh um sarika yeah i guess, I guess so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so I, could, I was i was she I was, could tell you about yeah, yeah, that yeah. and she would also know about um karma kitchen i yeah. haven't i have yet to get involved yeah. with that cuz I don't um I don't like to travel into the city after yeah. dark and things like that yeah. and the awaken meetings I think like at nine o'clock at night they're eating or something like that. Yeah, but, it's light light. Yeah. yeah, but I know she would definitely yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think what else. Oh, they have um well you'll see when you access the website all yeah, the different work. Yeah. Um I'm looking at the, the the time and it's it's starting to be time to wrap up. I want I want I was curious about the um, yeah the papers you have there was the, <laughs> there was the you said there was this email or you sent is another oh, question yes. about like um, to the to the community or what is When I knew I was going to be participating yeah. on this call I did a we at Kind Spring you do um you can post and people comment on your post. Yeah. So I had posted I didn't say I was doing the podcast. And I just said uh what is love? Yeah. <laughs> and how does it manifest in your life? Yes, yeah, beautiful. So I got different comments and one person said love is any time you look outside yourself and reach out positively to someone else. And then this and this I really believe in self-love if If you don't grow to love yourself, it is impossible to give love in return because the more you love yourself, the more you're able to love others, I feel. So self-care mm-hmm. is as important to me as sharing kindness with other people. Don't forget to be kind to yourself as well. And then one person said, "Love is a true flame within you, me." all of it even if we don't yet see that it is so strip all of the distractions from us and we are love and we remember and whenever we do remember we begin to see it more and more all around and once we begin there's no going back because we see who we are and we see who is all around us more and more too and there was one thing that I did want to share. It was I think a quote by um Well, first thing I saw that I like was love is the beauty of the soul 
St. Augustine said that. I think that's quite beautiful. Oh, Clarissa Pinkola Estes, she's um, a writer and many other things. She says, ours is not the task of fixing the entire world at once, but of stretching out to mend the part of the world that is written within our reach. Mm -hmm. Any small, calm thing that one soul can do to help another soul to assist some portion of this poor suffering world will help immensely. It is not given to us to know which act or by whom will cause the critical mass tip toward an enduring good. Stand up and show your soul. Yeah, I got goosebumps. Um, and this is the end. Struggling souls catch light from other souls who are fully lit and willing to show it. I love when I feel fully lit, which is quite often. Because that's when I feel like we can all shine on one another. Yeah. Uh, if you help to calm the tumult, if you can help to calm the tumult, tumult, whatever, this is one of the strongest things you can do. So just go out there and focus on love and the energy you want to share with other people. That gives, I mean, that, that peace gives a lot of comfort and yes. kind of strength in, in... I'll give this to you, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would really like that. Yeah. In fact, I will give you the article. This came from an Awaken Weekly from Service Space. Okay. I think you should read the yeah. whole, the whole article because it's quite beautiful. And I'm very happy that you uh, came here today, and that I was able to uh, participate in what I feel is a wonderful mission that you're on too. Thank you. I'm, I'm feeling really blessed of being invited in your home. It's 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 really beautiful. I hope you'll come again. I'm sure I will. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank all the listeners for being with me on this journey. I want to thank Yuri Pirinen. He's been enormous help helping me with the, the sound work. The sound you hear here in the background is, is by Yuri. And he's also done the mastering of the podcast. Thanks for being with me. Bye-bye.